Hey, what's up, Halo fam? This is Fast Times Under the Halo, a.k.a. Randy Oz, and welcome to the Halos in the Infield Baseball Network. Before we dive into today's video, we just want to remind you that if you're watching us on YouTube, to hit that like button if you enjoy our content. Leave a comment down below to let us know all your thoughts. Also, don't forget to subscribe for more awesome videos like the one we're just about to drop. And finally, smash that bell notification to keep yourself updated every time we go live or drop a new video. If you're finding us on iHeartRadio, Apple Pod, Podbean, or Spotify, make sure to leave us a five-star rating as well as leave us a comment. All right, Halo fam. Now with that out of the way, let's get the show started. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Fast Times Under the Halo. What's going on, guys? This is Rob. And you're listening to the Heaty Weekly Wrap-Up. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to the Heaty Weekly Wrap-Up, the show that brings you all the latest on the week that was in Angels baseball. You will find game highlights as well as all the news, stats, and quick recaps of the entire previous week. Stay tuned for insightful commentary, weekly awards, and eye-opening insights from around the Angels baseball world. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Rob, what's going on, dude? How you doing? <laughs> Seen better days, man. Feels like right? 03 again. <laughs> oh, don't even do not go there. We've got enough negativity on this show to be, to begin with, so uh, we'll leave up three out of it for now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it slide for the moment. Tough week, to say the least. You know, we'll get into a little bit of news. We'll start off with... Uh, Ryan Tapera heading over to the uh, 15 day with shoulder inflammation, man. Like, yeah, it's not good. Probably could have avoided that, you know, had uh, a certain catcher not been a dumbass. Should have, yeah, ridiculous. Again, injuries, and we're not going to harp on guys on injuries. Again, could have been avoided, not Ryan's fault. Dumbass catcher, shouldn't even be still up. I just found out from Rob that he's still on the damn roster, which is BS, mm -hmm. so. Get well, Ryan, and hopefully when you get back, brother, you're, you're stronger than ever and, you know, we'll make a run. Just unfortunate guy was locating his spots, hitting his spots, um, came up big and was pitching in his element in the right innings, I thought, in the right time. He wasn't in too early. It's the eighth inning where he should be, where he belongs, and stuff was there. I mean, we talked about it, too. You said on the postgame show, Taylor Ward about to run through the Green Monster wall for him, and this team, they wanted to win that game, and just unfortunate that he gets hurt trying his hardest and doing his best out there. It's you never want to see a guy get hurt ever. Absolutely, dude. And, and, and while we're on the subject of uh, Ward going into that wall, he didn't play today, dude. You think that has something to do with it, or am I just looking too much into it? And it was just a rest day. I think it's just a rest day. You got a early game tomorrow as well, too. And then you want to keep him fresh for the uh, Yankees. It almost seems like uh, Nevin has these scheduled days off. For all these guys, kind of like how the NBA does it, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I think your scheduled day off should come when you need it the most. Unless he needed it and we didn't see it, or let's say I don't know if Nevin saw something on that 0 for 0-5 that he had. He's over. I don't know if Nevin or Thane saw something and wanted him to work on something mm -hmm. in between or didn't like the matchup-wise, but 
yeah, I wouldn't look too much into that himself. I mean, Taylor Ward's a gamer. That guy's going to go out there whether he's 100% or not. Just If he's walking, he's moving, he's out there playing. I agree, man, and that's music to my ears. I appreciate you saying that. That just makes me feel a little bit better. That's my boy. Go dogs, go, baby. <laughs> Let's get into some uh, – I mean, it's a little bit bittersweet seeing how it's playing out right now. I mean, he is young, but Zach Neto making his debut this weekend. Fletcher getting sit down. And, by the way, let me touch on David Fletcher for all you Fletcher fans. Off the bench, I'm a baseball fan that when I look at my guys on the bench, I expect to be able to count on those guys when they come and play. Hmm. Like, you know, you're, you're, we kept you here for a reason. You're backing up guys for a reason. You know, we're supposed to count on you. And uh, the great, the great, and, I, and, I, and I'm using this term loosely, Rob, the great David Fletcher, 16 at-bats, two freaking hits. That's a point one twenty five batting average. He's got one lousy RBI and he's got three strikeouts. And he's got a lousy OPS. Check this out. Point two fifty. What a joke. That's why he's downstairs and that's why Neto got the nod. I mean, a rookie can't do that. I'd rather have a rookie do that and get his feet wet now than have Xavier Fletcher stink up the joints like, oh dude, you're a joke. What are you you're supposed to be a major league ball player and you're still playing like this? Get out of here. Yeah, I mean, you gave him $6 million a year for a reason. He thought this guy was going to come up and produce. And I'm a fan of Fletcher, man. I, he's a local guy. He's from, I'm from Southern California. He's from Cypress area. Went to LMU. Kept it all SoCal and then dropped by the Angels. I thought he could do great things for us. I mean, God, look at this. The Yankees wanted him years ago, right? Before yeah. we signed him, these deal. They, everyone was knocking on our door about David Fletcher. But we ran with him. I mean – Luckily for us, we didn't sign him to a bigger deal, mega deal, because at first when I thought we signed him, I go, God, this guy's worth at least $10 million. We got six steal all day long. Yeah, yeah. And now looking at it, they must have seen something or were worried about something there. But uh, defensively, yeah, he has it. Just offensively, he doesn't get on base. I mean, yeah, he can bunt. Don't get me wrong. And I believe – is one of those hits a bunt? I believe one of those hits is that bunt where Vladdy didn't step on that base. Yeah, but I think you're right. You look at that, it's, just, it's frustrating, man. And I know we got uh, someone called us out, was it last show, about David Fletcher not rooting for the local guy. It's not that we're not rooting for him. If you're not producing on a team that must win now, you're absolutely correct. What is the difference between him, between him, excuse me, and a rookie who's a little bit more hungrier, who's not going to be satisfied? He doesn't want to go back down to the minor leagues. I think Neto's playing great right now, personally. You can tell me, oh, he's oh for this, oh for that. Those are some hard-hit baseballs. And these umpires, and I know you're going to touch on this later, these umpires are testing him. Broadcasters are saying it on TV, on the radio. And you're looking at this. A foot outside of the zone was called a strike on him. Now, you're yeah. a rookie hitter. A ball is called a strike a foot out of the zone. You yeah. now have to protect that extra foot. So what does a pitcher do? There was a slider outside the same exact spot. And he has to chase it because it was just called a strike. He's not dumb. He's adapting to the situation or scenario that he's in. Dude, he has to do that. That Boston pitcher was killing us with that slider today, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at this way, too. And I meant to mention this in the post game. When you have a guy – is it Whitlock was the guy's name? Yeah. He yeah. had a moving four-seam fastball at 95 to 98 miles per hour. He also had a nasty two-seam fastball at 92 miles per hour. Now, what he was doing today, and he did it to Hunter Renfro quite a few times, which is why Renfro looked like a fool. He spotted that moving four-seam fastball on the outside part of the plate, and it worked its way back in, 
for a strike. So now as a hitter, we have a three-tenths of a second to react to a 95 to 98 mile per hour fastball because three miles per hour, guys, it's the same. It doesn't look that much different to you, that, the human eye. Three miles per hour is the same. So you throw that pitch consistently for a strike. Then he throws that sweeping slider, and a slider looks like a fastball all the way until the end, until it breaks off. You yep. have a three-tenths of a second to decide if it's a fastball or a slider. Fastball in the zone or a slider away, it's going to look like I'm a fool swinging at it and reaching for it. That's what happened to Renfro today. That guy hit his spots. We got beat today, period. Yep. yep. Good pitching beats good hitting any day of the week. That's the way it goes, man. That's why you take your best into the postseason. You don't just mm-hmm. take your – you just don't take your everyday run-of-the-mill lineup that you take throughout the season with you. You take your best men. I'm interested to see his revolutions per minute or per second on that fastball today for mm-hmm. Whitlock because that thing had movement. Yeah. Yeah, he was filthy today, man. Like I said, he was hitting the spots, man. We were putting the – I mean, we were putting the barrel of the bat on the ball. It's just – just couldn't get it, man. Just could not get it. But let me touch on that point about this whole rooting for the hometown boy with Dave Fletcher or whatever, hometown kid. I don't give a crap if you're from the local area, from the East Coast, the Midwest, Canada. Fresno State? I don't give a damn if you're Fresno State. I expect you to produce no matter where you're from, dude. I, and if you're not producing, then, I mean, you're worthless to me. I don't care who you are. Just to finish up on David Fletcher before we get back in the uh, netto, you know, it's if you're not producing, then you ain't going to be here. And I think Perry's starting to show that. Yeah, you have five full years in MLB. Yeah, last yeah. year was cut short for you. You didn't play the full season. Played 60 or 70 games, I want to say. Mm-hmm. You did bat 255 during that time, which isn't bad. Isn't bad, but it's only 60, 70 games, right? Then you go and you play the World Baseball Classic. And Nevin said he was watching the World Baseball Classic, and I guarantee you Perry was also watching that World Baseball Classic. Fletch did not look good in that Classic at all. Had bad approach at the plate the entire time, swinging at weird pitches all over the place, trying to do what he does, right, hit the ball the other side. Wasn't impressive. This is a guy we talked about with Stassi, too, a couple shows ago. This is a guy who belongs at spring training. You just came off of a freaking injury. Come back, put in the work. You know on the roster that you have Gio Urshela, who was just picked up. Brandon Jury, that was picked up. Rendon was healthy. Where do you think you fell in that whole situation there? Right. I mean, in the point in time, too, Walsh was – I believe Walsh was scheduled to come back, too. So the first base was kind of solidified until more recently, right, where he fell off a little bit. And best wishes to him. Hopefully he gets back soon. But yeah, you kind of – you had a competition brewing. And Renjifo also went and left, and he's not doing well either. He also needed the hacks. I don't care you talk to Jose Altuve and got pointers from him. You need work. If you yep. need work, you stay at spring training. You get the reps at spring training, and you go ahead and go from there. Do you mean to tell me Rendon can get on a team? Please. Team would have taken him like that in the World Baseball Classic to hop oh, on. Yeah. I just, I just want to say, I think Renifo right now is is getting his spring training reps in right now. And I think that's why we're seeing him struggle. Yeah, it's too little, too late though. Yeah, you'd be right. Too many good guys behind you, right? Too many guys stepping up. Geo just lights out right now. Rendon, oh, we can say we'll talk. I'm sure we'll get into this later. You can say what you want about Rendon. His plate appearances are freaking good. This is a major yeah. league plate appearance. This is the Washington Nationals Rendon who finished sixth in voting for MVP that year. Yep. 
Yep, absolutely agree, dude. Absolutely agree. And uh, now we'll touch a little bit on Meadow. I mean, not a whole lot to talk about Meadow. Um, I mean, guy's living out his dream. Again, you, you touched on it. I mean, um, so just screwing with that strike zone, man. They're, they're, they're pushing them, man. I mean, it, or they're pressing them, I should say. Not the best weekend, but another one of those things. He's hitting the ball hard, and I think with reps, I think you'll start seeing him get those those balls start falling. I think you'll see he can start yeah. seeing that uh, be the kind of player he. I wouldn't say be the kind of player he can be. I mean, that's a couple years down the road, but I think I think you'll start seeing him. You know, do some things that that a good rookie does. You know, what I'm saying kind of like Ohio. Yeah. Doing. Oh, that's another level. That's another yeah. level right now. <laughs> that's my boy right there. By the way, you know, I hope everybody saw that T-shirt uh, prototype that I posted. Uh, oh, not available yet. I mean, you can get it from me early. There is a little bigger price because you have to go through a third party. But if you want to wait till about May, it will be available, guys. Absolutely. Not to mention the new Balls and Balls and John Stamos T-shirt. <laughs> also, great T-shirt's going to come out. Hey, but I had that too. Yeah, go ahead. One thing we got to look at is uh, this guy was pulled out of the game on Friday night. Pulled out of the game right early. Yeah. From Friday night to Saturday, he was traveling. He arrived at the ballpark on the Eastern time at 1 o'clock for a 4 o'clock game. That emotion going through a young young player such as him. Was he 22, 23, graduated college? Think about that. It's a high. You just called your parents. You're getting them. They're rushing to get over to you. They're from Florida, yeah. right? They're getting in Boston. Everyone's rushing. And then you're rushing to get to the field. You're trying to make it happen. You're a rookie. You don't have the cash flow like these major league guys do who've been in season wide to get a private plane or first class ticket like that. Granted, the organization takes care of you and everything. They set it all up. Right. You got to get caught up on the scouting reports too. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Scouting reports come in play. You got to get warmed up. You got to get ready. Mm -hmm. You have to be stiff. There is no freaking way. I had no clue where the trash pandas were at that point in time as well and what car ride, but I don't know if anybody's been to the uh, South area. Mm -hmm. There's not many major airports like there is around here. In Southern California, you can't just drive 10 miles down the road and be at an airport. All right, later, I'm out of here. Right. It doesn't usually work that way in these places. Absolutely. But take that into consideration. This guy's playing good, man. He's playing good. The one thing I do not like, and it's working for him, and I hope it continues, is that you have two different batting stances during the counts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't dig that. I don't dig that. Like switch hitters, I don't really dig switch hitters either because you're working – Two parts of the plate, you only get half the work in because so many is on the right-hand side, so many is left-handed side. I mean, I, I figure you need to pick one and stick with it. I yeah. would like that, personally. But, I mean, switch hitters, switch hitters for a reason, right? Sometimes that's why they're in the league. Uh, teams like that versatility that you have. But with uh, Neto right now being a young guy, and I hope Thames brings him in and hopefully talking to Trout and seeing all these guys, how they go about their business, he'll change a little bit and adapt. But, like you said, he's still young and bright future ahead and as of now and looking what we have down below he's the guy i mean we were okay with what squid last year batting a buck yeah. 25 buck 50 so what's the difference now with this kid right off the season he's gonna get hot like you said those balls are gonna fall that center fielder is not gonna be played perfectly in the right position when a guy hits 105 mile per hour off the bat that is Absolutely. insane yeah we'll man it's, it's it's like i said earlier man like these got these major league quote unquote players, you know, like a Rinhefo and a David Fletcher. These one fifty batting averages, this lack of production, 
you can call up a guy, and you know, from double AA, A, triple A, and he, he can give you the same production. At least he's getting the reps that he needs. You know, he's get, he's he's seeing real life, you know, major league pitching at the next level. So, I mean, I'd rather roll with the young guy and let him take his lumps rather than just watch these major league ball players, quote unquote, struggle for their lives, man, and just sink us deeper and deeper into the standings. Screw that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather sink deeper and deeper into the standings and roll with a homegrown guy, you know, that's that's young and got got a whole huge upside. And like I said, those balls are going to fall and he'll get hot. I mean, it's working for so, Tampa, right? Absolutely, man. Although they just dropped their last what couple of games, but hey, that's a hot squad, man. I mean, it's not like they're going to start losing forever. Although that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd take one thirteen <laughs> in a row. I'll lose five straight. Doesn't matter, and go win another thirteen in a row. Take that every Absolutely, single day. Absolutely, dude. Straight up, dude. Straight up. And the final topic I want to touch on here in the news section is a big old bummer on uh, Chris Rodriguez as a setback gearing up to come back. Uh, it's put on the 60-day. You called it now. You called yeah. it. Yeah. about this guy. I, and I'm not going to gloat about that, dude, because that's not something I want to gloat about because, damn, dude. No. That kid could pitch. Yeah, he can. The fact that we don't have him is that's that's a blow to us, dude. And I don't want no more, I don't, I don't want no more damn blows to this team, dude. But I just – I mean, we know how I feel. But, Rob, the question is, is this kid done in Anaheim? I think so. I think the window is uh, – I thought there was a little window for him. Let's hold on to him and let's see. But you look at the history of – he had Tommy John, right, I believe? Not all Tommy Johns are successful. Absolutely. Not every person comes back and is 100% or is the same. I mean, granted, it's gotten better, right, uh, with time and technology and looking at the past and all this stuff, but it's not guaranteed. Right. And he's he's still young. But he's almost bordering that line of this being a career-ending injury. I hope not to see it and everything, but it, it, it happens. I mean, I had an arm problem when I played, too. My right arm is now shorter than my left because I let them do their thing. And granted, it was years ago. It was 2008. And I went to a pretty good doctor here, Curl and Joe. They work on all the baseball players here in L.A. Dodgers use them specifically, too. Guys come all over, but it's not a success rate. It's about 80 to 90% come out good. Mm-hmm. 10 to 20% don't come out at all being the same. They're done. So is he part of that 10 to 20 percentile? He could be. It just, I hate, you hate to see it. You hate to see it, but it does happen. I mean, you can Google it. Who, who came back from it and who didn't? And there's going to be plenty of guys who did not, who had this stuff and who were who were, had uh, bright futures or already well-established careers, and they're just done. But with a setback to put you on a 60-day IL after being out of baseball, we talked about over 200 and something days? Yeah, it's been like two years, almost almost two years. Two seasons, yeah. Two seasons, right, yeah. I mean, he so was you're looking be, at we it. thought he was coming back spring training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, so I hate to say We're gearing up on two full seasons. It, yeah, the window's closing, man, and if that's the case, it's – time to make a move and we're gonna have to do it just kind of go and see i mean i look at i mean we're older a little bit older than most guys and some guys will know these guys that listen to the podcast like carrie wood carrie wood oh, yeah. had tommy john didn't come back 100 percent. had nope. a pretty good career i thought but there's guys like been that better that but at. you know surgery was a bitch yeah i mean it's just, i don't know it's not a guarantee 
And looking at him now, I think it's done. I think he might be done. I'm hoping it's a just a minor setback again. And the last setback that he has, we got to take a step forward. If not, what are we going to do as a franchise? Right. Yeah. I mean, when it's setback after setback, it's like, whoa, what's going on here, man? We got to kind of take a step back and look and be like, all right, this guy is, I would say wasted, but man, we spent almost two full seasons trying to get this guy back on the baseball field. And now here we are, you know, with another setback. I mean, this right here, I mean, in my opinion, this has Pirates trade written all over it, man. Just give them to them. Get what you can back. Call it a day. I mean, what you get is what you get. I mean, I mean, at least you can get somebody that can at least be on the field, maybe, or eventually get on the field. I mean, this guy doesn't seem like he's ever going to get on the field. I don't think anybody wants him, to be honest with you. I mean, luckily, we don't have anything, you know, money-wise and everything sunk into him. He's a young guy, so, I mean, mm-hmm. you just got to cut him and got to cut him. It's like, whatever, man. Live every night on the Halos in the Infield Baseball Network. Right. We'll get into everything that we're going to get into as we go along, but I got to rant real quick. But why would you throw out an inexperienced pitcher in a game you're still close in? And I don't care what the record is, you show up for a fucking rivalry game. And, but he's actually talking to him constantly. That is a sign of a really, really good coach. It's the Todd Box Hosting Podcast. With your host, Todd Fox. Because the only thing I want to yell is, Fuck! All right, welcome back to the show. Randy and Rob here on the Heady Weekly Wrap-Up. And, well, Rob, it's time to start talking about these last two series. Although, as the time at the time of this recording, the Boston series is not done yet. We've still got to play 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, Monday morning. So by the time this podcast is probably out, the game will probably be live. Real quick on the Washington series, again, my dumbass called a sweep, and you guys were right. You called the Rally Chris special two out of three. Mm-hmm. But, man, that's kind of when the errors started for the week. You know what I'm saying, dude? It's just like – Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. It was, we, we just, like, could not get out from in front of ourselves. It was one thing after another. Luck, we got lucky, took that mm-hmm. series. I will say this real quick. And a lot of these losses, it's been close. Again, it's one of those things where we just seem to shoot ourselves in the foot. So if we could just turn that around, this team is this is a whole other team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that Washington series, man, it, like I said, it should have been a sweep. I'll take two out of three any day of the week. But I mean, good lord, man! I said that in the last episode. It's teams like, and I'll say that every damn time. It's teams like that you need to beat up on. I mean, we got to the guy that you said we should worry about. I thought I thought we I thought we did a pretty decent job against them and I just like that first game, dude, like that was inexcusable. Oh yeah. Should have won that no, game. So let's get your thoughts on that series. I think they're a good team. I think they're a good young team. They're not great. They're not gonna be a playoff contending team, right? But they're gonna put up good good battles, right? They have these pitchers who are gonna put you there. Granted, did I think we should have beat Patrick Corbin? Yes. If we were not pitching Suarez. Honestly, you know what it was? When you go out and throw your best, your ace for their ace, we threw our worst for their worst in staff. Honestly, that's what happened. That's what we did. They don't care about Patrick Corbin. They've already admitted they're stuck in that money. It's dead money to them. They're going to let him eat up all the innings possible for them so they don't have to waste another arm. And they're just going to throw him out there. You have six, seven runs. Cool. It is what it is. We don't care. They are yeah. content with that. And as an Angels franchise currently, we look content with Suarez still, with mediocrity. And he just does not have it. That guy is done. 
Get him off the freaking starting roster. Get him. No, I don't want him in the bullpen at this point in time. He needs so much work and now even mental work too, as well with a psychiatrist, sports psychiatrist. He's going to need that. He does not have the stuff. He has glimpses of having the stuff from last year, but when did he pitch well? When we were out. He wasn't in it when, when we were uh, red hot in the first beginning part of the season. He wasn't there pitching well for us. He pitched well at the latter end of the season when we were out of playoff contention. Uh, Syndergaard was gone. Then he comes in, steps in, and pitches well for us. There is mm-hmm. no pressure at that point in time for him. I don't know if that's what he's thinking mentally or what. If you're looking at a guy like this, can't start for you, you don't want to throw him in the bullpen, maybe thinking about trading him later on, you are dropping his value of his trade stock every time you throw him out there against a good team. And now you're going to go freaking throw him out there against New York to get shelled too, but we'll get to that. But looking at the Washington Nationals, yeah, I mean, these guys have, don't have the best team overall, but stats-wise, they're not bad. They're not bad. It's early in the season. It's a young season still, don't get me wrong, but when you have a couple of guys over 300 that are playing – and in the high 280s, right, hitting the ball, and they hit the ball hard. And I think they have good young pitching, a couple good young pitchers, right? We got to Josiah Gray, which was good. Tawny came in and shut it down. And then I actually thought we were going to struggle the most against Mackenzie Gore. I thought we were going to struggle most against him. Guy's been pitching lights out, hitting the spots, keeping his team in the game, and he was 2-0 going in, right? I thought we were going to struggle against him. But I didn't go in thinking sweep because I knew they had – guys to go to they have a certain amount of arms they don't have a lot to sustain a whole season wise but they have just the right amount to get you by in a series to win a game here and there yeah i mean they showed they showed it man i mean they showed up like they were supposed to but you know me rob there's always a but This is coming off the heels of that Toronto series, man. And we sat here mm-hmm. and talked about how that felt like a playoff atmosphere. You know, that weekend was awesome. I mean, yeah, I was, was there. I experienced it. It was great. And the Angels, again, this is baseball, so it's a series type of deal. But the kind of Angels kind of did a Jets type of deal, you know, where they play their asses off against a really good team and then against a team that they got to – be the bully against, they don't fully show up. If this was a one-game thing, it would have been like, oh, you, you blew your load against Toronto playing lights out and then coming and play the lousier team and then just get get embarrassed. Yeah. Luckily, sure. luckily for us, we didn't get embarrassed. I mean, we lost that first game, and I, I chalked that up to, you know, just that Toronto series. I think the guys just came out flat. You know, like I said, that's when the errors started, man. It's like, oh, Rendon. And I'm not going to get too hung up on Rendon, you know, on a couple of errors. I mean, the guy has shown year in, year out his glove. And he's he's bounced back since then. I mean, it's like I said, I think I, I touched on it on the post game, man. It's it's one of those things where I'm hoping these guys are just getting these quips and these, you know, this crap out early in the season. Yeah. Because these, this, these aren't character – some of these guys, these aren't character – this is, these aren't characteristics of these guys. I mean, Rendon's not going to sit there and, and give you freaking two – I mean, two bonehead errors like that a week. Like, come on, man. You might get two, three maybe tops a season, if that. So, I yeah. mean, the way we, the way the fans were shellacking him over those errors, I was like, eh, let's kind of relax. I mean, he's kind of earned the benefit of the doubt, I mean, just by reputation alone with his glove. I mean – the guy can still go with the best of them at third base. I mean, 
you also got to look at your first baseman on those throws too, right? Not every third baseman, even any gold glover, I don't care who you say, Nolan Arenado himself too, as great as he is, he makes some throws that aren't the best to first base, but that first baseman bails him out and right. makes him look like a gold glover, right? Doesn't get to be throwing the air and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that with Jake Lamb. I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone says. Jake Lamb has poor footwork there. And I think two of those Rendon errors should have been stopped and caught by the first baseman. No, absolutely. You're 100% right. And as much crap as I give Jared Walsh, I think Jared Walsh bails Rendon out in those two throws. Yeah. That's just and me. I mean, nobody has to agree with me, but I mean, track record space. I mean, Jared Walsh, is, I mean, he's, he's not horrible. At first base, let's not get let's not get it twisted. One hundred percent with you on that one, man. Yeah, look at those air. Look at that air, real quick. Everybody who's questioning, saying that we're going to be wrong. Jared Walsh's footwork is a true first baseman. He does not step out towards the throw until he sees where it is going. Yeah. Jake Lamb took a false step out before he read that ball, and he was in the middle of the bag, and he took a step out towards the middle in line with the middle of the bag. He should have toe-tapped towards right field and then stepped out. It wouldn't have caused him to dive and do what he had to do to try to stop that ball. It would mm-hmm. look more natural and more of a fluid first baseman. But him not doing that made that throw look a lot worse than what it actually was, in my opinion. Because not every throw is going to be perfect. That runner was in the way. Textbook, exactly what you want to do as a runner. Get in the way of the fielder. Everything right there. First baseman, you got to help bail him out. And I believe... Jake Lamb, you're he's six four, I want to say, and I don't yeah, think six four. No, he's a pretty tall cat, like Todd's height. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought that too when I saw. I was like, oh man, I was like, I really feel like Walshy would have had those, man. I'm not saying Walshy would have been, you know, all that with the bat in those games, but and I don't think Rendon's catching all this heat this weekend over over those over those errors, man, because I don't think they would have been aired. I think Walshy would have bailed his ass out easily. Oh yeah. We would be talking. We would be talking Walshy up right now. I'm like, man, you see that man, Walsh, mm-hmm. all star, Gold Glove. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're just so complacent, telling, oh, it's Rendon's fault. Oh, he's been hurt. Oh, he sucks. Oh, bad signing. We're so stuck on that one track of mind about mm-hmm. that. That's the past. I'm talking about now. I don't care what happened back then. I want to talk about right here and now. What's right. going on? And I think he's doing fine. Absolutely, 100 percent with you. Quick recap on the Boston series. I mean, this is just another one of those series, man. I, and I touched on this on the post game, man. It's, to me, dude, it just feels like it's a mindset thing. I mean, something's something's just something's just not right. Again, I think I hope it's just one of those things. You know, we're just getting getting this crap out early in the season. But man, dude, it's runners in scoring position, dude. We should have. Mm-hmm. This should have been a series. We. Easily, I'm not saying sweep. I'm not gonna say it no more. Not for a while. As many men as we left on base in this series, dude, we should we should we should win this thing three to one. Yeah. I mean, this was this was some atrocious, and I mean some goddamn atrocious baseball, dude. Yeah. I'm not talking. I'm not talking 14 game losing streak level atrocious, but I mean, for early in the season, dude. I I watched better baseball Saturday night. At the Fresno Grizzlies game, dude. Like mm-hmm. this was just this was just pure, unadulterated crap baseball. I, I agree, man. It's it's little things like this where you look at it and how do we refine our game? And honestly, 
sum it up to Nevin. Dude, I thought you were a college baseball type of guy. I thought you were going to be a college baseball type of coach. To be honest, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times at practice. I was a pitcher only, so we shagged balls, right, half the time after we did our running and lifting all stuff. We'd go out there. And how many times the hitters were working on hitting to the ball the right side only, executing that with runners on second and third to move the runner over. Bunts, drag, push, sack bunts, all that stuff. Little things like that we didn't see. And, like, even today, after seeing Neto ground out to double play twice yesterday, and does it again today, I would have thought a young guy like that from Campbell University, guaranteed they worked on this, put a bunt down with Ohapi on first and no outs. At the very worst, Ohapi gets over to second. There was one out with Mike Trout coming up with the runner in scoring position. Yeah. If Neto executes that, we're talking about a bunt single. The guy just needs something to fall in and he's going to get red hot. But then you bring in Phillips and Todd touched on this beautifully. I thought in the post game, you had one job. You know your role on the team. It has been made very clear. Get on base if, when you're hitting. Get on and steal. That's all we need you for. Take extra bags. Your single can be a double by you stealing a bag. And then know at second base with two freaking outs that that spaghetti move, a very old school move, is still a thing. Still a freaking thing. But I don't know how loud it was in Boston today. Shame on the coaching staff. Someone had to have yelled out, back, 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 that he was coming. There is no freaking way you didn't see that or hear that at all. Come on, man. Yeah. No one's paying attention. We're just okay of trying to out-hit teams and hit home runs and drive guys in. No, manufacture these runs. You say it all the time. Mike Social era baseball, this would never have happened. A game or two, and that's about it. If game or two you kept leaving all these runners corner position, nope. You're going to go out there. You're going to go ahead and bunt the ball. But, hey. I don't care what you do. Get that ball the freaking right side of the field up in the air. We're gonna tag up that runner. We're scoring. Little things like that. If we're gonna, if this how the season's gonna be, we're only worried about hitting home runs and launch angle and all that stuff. It's gonna be a long year for us once again. We'll be the laughing stock of baseball. Otani will be gone because he's not gonna stick around for this. I don't know how many other guys are gonna want to stay after this too because he's not the only contract coming up. Geo's contract's coming up, and I don't care what anyone has to say. If Gio keeps up what he's doing, you're looking at a $20 million man right there. Absolutely. I'm going to touch on him in my final thoughts. I'm glad you brought up Nevin, man, because, I mean, everybody knows I support Nevin. I mean, everybody gives him a lot of crap. And, you know, I've even seen people call him, you know, a box of rocks as far as his, you know, his smarts. I'm like, whatever, dude. You know, I don't care about what he, who he is in his spare time or whatever. All I care about is what he is out there out there, you know, in the dugout every day and what he's doing with this team. And I got to call out some of these mistakes that he's making, dude. It's like, holy crap. Like, we're sending – we're not sending guys when we should. Like, three, two count, two outs. Why wouldn't you be sending somebody? Why isn't it somebody on the run? Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, oh, well, you, you, you ground out. It's It's over. Best case scenario, now that guy that was on first, depending on his speed, is either at third, and depending on that ball, is that or he's he's scoring, dude. Mm -hmm. Like it's not that hard. I mean, this is this is baseball one on one, as far as I know. And it's like I said in the post game, man. Like the rules are set up for more stolen bags. Yeah. And this team has freaking speed on it, Rob. 
And the fact that we're not taking advantage of the rules with the speed that we got, with the guys that we got, it's inexcusable. It is. Yeah, this would never happen in my – like, I can't imagine Mike Sosha not swiping bags with his fastest players. I've never seen a team be so f- dumbfounded as when it comes to situational baseball. Get the – I'm sorry, Nevin, maybe you need situational baseball for dummies. Like, get it to freaking together, man. Baseball 101. I'm sorry yeah. to yell, but damn, it's not rocket science. Get them on, move them over, get them the frick in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, simple. It's honestly, baseball is such a simple game. You only make it hard when you choose not to try to execute certain type of plays like this. Swiping bags also helps when your team's struggling at the bat. Mm-hmm. Because, it, you know, when you start swiping bags, you can start confusing pitchers. You start, you start confusing the infield. And then maybe, maybe your guy starts seeing – things to hit and maybe maybe the offense starts coming alive. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what this team needs is we need to start confusing pitchers. We need to start playing some old school baseball. I don't want to hear about all oh, this team this this team's game is, you know, lay down the butt when you need to. Lay down a hit and run when you need to. Yeah. Steal bags when it when when the opportunity finally allows you to. I mean I think Todd pointed out like after so many pitches, I mean you could basically have a half mile lead and just walk over to second base at that point. Just go! Mm-hmm. Go! Yeah, there's a reason why they say speed thrills and it gets guys in motion and guys on first. He steals that second baseman or shortstop, whoever, depending who's batting, whoever's covering that bat, he's in motion with him. Opens up that hole, right? And allows you to do so. And now these guys really got to be careful too because with the shift rules, you can't be on the other side of the bag at a certain point. So you got to make sure that if you're covering the bag, that you're on the correct side of the bag. If second baseman hops over, and goes to shortstop side of the bag and it touches that ball, period, it's a hit anyways. It's, in, it's yep. an interference call on that. Yep. There's little things. Automatic second base. Yeah, So you, and you get that. And automatic second, automatic first for the batter. Yeah. And you get the pitcher's head, too. He hears runner because they're telling him. Now he's trying to rush himself. And the catcher also, too. There's a lot that goes on in those minds about it all. But the one thing I will say is I would hate if any player – that's a star on this team says, don't run when I'm a bat. Because that, that, that has happened in the past. And I don't know who remembers Ron Renneke, but Ron Renneke, when he coached Milwaukee Brewers, said in an interview, when, when asked by a reporter, saying Prince Fielder doesn't like when you guys do hit and runs with Ryan Braun. And that's the year Ryan Braun won the MVP. A lot of those hits was Prince, Field, uh, Prince Fielder was in motion or somebody who was always in motion. And then he would do the same thing when Fielder was up and they flipped him in the uh, order. He put Ryan Braun ahead of Fielder. Then you don't like it. Then I'll do it. I won't steal you now. I'm going to put Ryan Braun up. And he goes, well, I don't like Ryan Braun running in front of me. And what happened to Prince Fielder? He was no longer a freaking brewer. He was on yeah. Detroit after that. He says, you're done. You're either with our game plan to win games or you're an individual trying to get staff to make the Hall of Fame by yourself. If yep. that's what you want, see ya. We need a manager like that. Nevin needs that mentality. I don't care what you want, Shohei Otani or Mike Trout, if they're saying this. I'm not sure, but I have noticed we don't put guys in motion when those guys are at bat. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a team game, right, man. Exactly, and then and, and whatever whatever's the betterment for the team, man, you're gonna do. And mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. The Nevin needs to put some foot in asses. And yeah. I don't care who you are. You do what you got to do to help this team win. And it's like it, it's like on the post game, Todd had mentioned it. About you know maybe these guys some guys you know 
playing like that, maybe playing scared because, you know, injuries. I don't care. If you get an injury from playing ball, then it is what it is, man. I mean, you can't fault a guy for that. But at least you're yeah, out there playing. You're trying. You know, you're doing what, what what you possibly can do and need to do to help this team win. And if you get hurt in the process, you know, it is what it is. You know, hopefully it's not a lingering long issue or uh, injury and you're back as soon as possible. But if you can go out there and show some heart and show that you care and then just give it your all, then nobody's going nobody's gonna to say anything. You know, injuries come with the game. Always have, always will. Yeah, on that too, this is a job. So I don't want to hear yep. people say, oh, they got to watch out for themselves because they got to make money for the family, right, and provide for the future. No, I can't go to work and tell my boss, I'm just going to do a half a job right now because I don't want to get hurt and everything. No, I'm paying you to do your full freaking job. Do the job. This is a career. You have to do what you have to do and do it the right way. There's no, oh, I'm going to take it half off because I don't want to get hurt. No, that's why I'm paying you. That's why you can pay $30 million plus million, right? Is to do yep. those things. I've already provided you everything you need in order to do this. Go out and do it. Absolutely, man. Just final touches on these two series. You know, just as of right now, we're two and four on this week with one more game in Boston. As of right now, just a bummer of a week, man. Even though we got a series win during the week, still a bummer of a week. It's series like this that just takes the air out of your cell. You know what I'm saying? Or take the oh, yeah. wind out of your cell. So, yeah, I mean, you know, just rough week overall, man. Just got to bounce back and, you know, no ifs, ands, buts. Yeah, it's, it's early in the season, right? I mean, everyone's saying that, but we're we keep constantly preaching and saying, when you go back to 162, how many games are you out? Are these little games here where you're making these mental air games that should have been won? Are these going to come back and bite you in the ass in the end? And we hope not, but it's always a possibility. Absolutely. Welcome to Halos of the Infield, the weekly podcast that brings you the inside scoop on all the latest news, stats, and analysis from the world of Angels baseball. We'll bring you exclusive interviews as well as insightful commentary, in-depth analysis, and eye-opening insight from our team of die-hard Halo fans. So if you love baseball, and especially the Angels, then get ready for the ultimate listening experience. Join Todd Fox and Fernando Mendez with Halos in the infield, your weekly hit of all things Angels baseball. Congratulations to Gio Urshela on winning the Halos in the Infield Weekly Wrap-Up Player of the Week. We're going to go ahead and uh, look ahead to the uh, Yankees and the Royals. But real quick, Rob, I want to get our final prediction on this Boston series, the final game on Monday. As of right now, the way we're playing – I think it's going to end up being a four-game sweep, and you know, just we're going to have to put it behind us and try to bounce back against New York. What do you think? Uh, I mean, they're throwing uh, Brian Bello tomorrow, I believe. I believe so. Don't have, and we're throwing Shohei. Mm-hmm. Shohei's not hitting right now. He's going to come out and pitch. Yeah. He's going to come out and throw a gym. I, I think we're going to be okay, to be honest. Um, Looking at Bellow's stats overall, he's two and eight with a four seventy ERA. 
he's very young in his career, right? He hasn't really played too much, but uh, I, I think we take this game. All right. Uh, uh, Rob got us winning it, and I got us losing it. I'm just not feeling confident as I was early in the season right now. <laughs> Move on to the Yankees. I hate the freaking Yankees. I do too, man. And I just – I know I sit here and I preach, you know, get through this Boston series and just try to put it behind us and move on. But with the Yankees right now, this early in the season, the way we're playing, I don't like our chances on the road. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say we're going to get swept by the Yankees, man. Man. I just don't I, – I just, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't feel good right now. Right now, just not confident as far as playing the Yankees on the road in New York the way we're playing. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, game one, you have Suarez going. I'm not confident in that at all on Tuesday. It's a bad matchup for us, man. You got an early game, two in Boston tomorrow. Granted, it's not a far trip from uh, Boston to New York, but still, I just don't like that that matchup altogether. And then uh, mm-hmm. going to Wednesday, Thursday, I think Wednesday, I mean, Canning looked good, man. I think Griffin Canning can come out and pitch a gem here. I mean, he's doing pretty well. The Yankees are – they're not doing bad in hitting. They're 10-6, and six, but they're not doing the best average-wise. They will hit the long ball. You get runners on base and everything, walk guys, they will make you pay for it. They, they do take bags, right? They steal. They get guys on, and they put runners in motion, and they make things happen to, in order to win games. They're doing what we should be doing. Absolutely. But, uh, I look at their their pitching is still top five in baseball, man. That's like I said, we're still early in the season, but still they're they're gonna come out, they're gonna throw a gem. Granted, we we dodged Cole, he pitched well today. But I believe we, we get Nestor Cortez and on the uh rubber match with uh Sandoval going and with our offense being bottom tier once again, we're not as low as we were last year, but I still think we're out of we're in the top twenty, but that's not saying much. Not saying right. much at all. It's, just, it's frustrating to see because uh, I think we have what it takes to beat them. Especially, like I said, I think Tuesday we take it. Wednesday is just going to be a good pitching matchup, I hope. Um, I mean, excuse me, Tuesday's a loss. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday we're losing it. Wednesday we, we take it with Canning. And then Thursday, that's up for grabs. And I think that would be the rubber match. It's going to be a good one to see, to be honest. Tuesday, it early game for us, I believe. I'm going to go. Uh, we don't get swept. But uh, we take one game. They go two out of three. Yeah, Thursday is a 105 start. Okay, I figure it's always travel day usually. So if you're playing that day on Thursday, you're pretty early to travel to the next one. Yeah. I hate to give Nestor Cortez the nod over Sandy, but the way this offense is playing and the way we're hitting and his antics that he pulls on the mound, which I think should be illegal, especially with all this new revolutionary game clock stuff and quick pitching on stuff, that's got to yeah. go. Yeah, we're pretty notorious for not giving Sandy his run support. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like when Sandy starts as good as he is, it's like, well, I don't know if he'll get the win. We might, we may win this game, you know, just, but Sandy's not going to get the dub. <laughs> Have you noticed too with Sandy that we always put him in the day games? I don't know if this was, if this is what we do on purpose, but even last year, I always remember him pitching day games. That's a horrible, that's a horrible time to be pitching at Angel Stadium because that ball travels. Yeah, I mean, but we keep giving him that. I just remember every Sunday he was always pitching or we'd be out on the road somewhere, it'd be a day game instead of a night game, and he's pitching again and go, dang, we really hate Sandy or something. (laughs) 
They probably do. <laughs> Dude. Rob got the Yankees winning two to one. I got us getting swept. Just not feeling confident right now. But I feel like that could change when the Royals come to town. Now, I believe that's a three-game series, right, Rob? Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. As of this recording, Sunday afternoon, 5.07 p.m., the Royals are 4-12. and 12. The Angels are, well, they're slipping, but we're, we're third place. We're a game under 500 at 7-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. Again, we still got the Yankee series and the final Boston game, but I don't really fear the Royals. I know some people are probably, oh, you probably should, but I don't. You probably should. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a home game. It's a home series. And I don't know, man. I just think with the with the Royals traveling, I say I say we take the first two and drop the Sunday game. Go two out of three against the Royals. Hmm. Otani loses. That's an interesting take, man. On it, I I have a two out of three. I have us losing the first game with Anderson on. Honestly, I don't. I have zero faith in Anderson and his 87-mile-per-hour fastball that you can find at your local Little League sometimes or even high school. I just don't think the guy has it right now. I mean, honestly, a lot of this stuff, you're kind of looking at Matt Wise right now. I'm like, hey, dude, get your stuff together. I know you didn't put together this pitching staff and probably wouldn't have put all these lefties all together on one uh, one roster. But what, what's going on, man? We're missing our spots. and yeah. But yeah, it's. But, I think the the Royals have glimpses, man. They still have wit. You still have Salvi, right? Some good players. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You and your vintage clock in the background just changed my mind. Still gonna go two out of three. <laughs> still gonna go two out of three, but you just changed my mind. Yeah, we're not we're not losing the Otani one. Anderson. Well, that'll be the game we probably lose. I mean, he's just not not at his best right now. Who's pitching game two? Um, game two yeah. should be as of now. Uh, Detmers. Detmers, okay. Detmers, I, I trust Detmers. You know, not as much as I once did, but you know, I, I, I see us winning that game and definitely winning the Otani. So yeah, you definitely changed my mind. I, I wasn't even looking at the schedule, so that's my fault, guys. So yeah, yeah, me and Robert are on the same page as far as that prediction goes. Two out of three, first one to lost, then win Saturday and Sunday game. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the guy's arm just not there. It's just. You have the pieces around them. You just don't have an arm. Kind of sounds like the Jets. They have pieces around them. They just don't have an arm to get it there. Oh, Crazy. You just had to get that Jets reference in there, didn't you? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you're a Jets fan? <laughs> Mind you, folks, this is a Saints fan on the other end. Okay? <laughs> Mr. Mr. Ten-time Super Bowl champs over here. Yeah, get out of here. And what, as Balky says, get out of the city. <laughs> hey, we have this guy from Fresno State coming in. He's supposed to be legit. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're probably winning 10 Super Bowls now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. I mean, <laughs> a word from our sponsor. Make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 Tickets. They take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service. With 714 Tickets, you don't have to worry about hidden fees or surprises at checkout. 
the price you see is the price you pay. Plus, our team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, we're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halo's jersey. Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code HITI at checkout. That's H-I-T-I, HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714 Tickets. All right, thank you to 714 Tickets. Oh, excuse me, 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets. Buy today, go tonight, buy tonight, go tomorrow, buy this week, go in July 1st when we have our Heaty tailgate party. All right, now I don't have a whole lot to say. I know Rob's got some juicy tidbits he's been waiting to get out. And so this week is really all about Rob's final thoughts. My final thoughts are real simple. And it's about Gio Rochella. Mm. I really feel there's a reason why he was brought here. You know, it had to it had to be said as a backup. You know, you didn't want to ruffle feathers. But I knew I kind of feel like Perry knew how this was going to kind of play out. And and hats off to him. I mean, Gio. I mean, when we got him, I mean, you could just look at the staff. Like, yeah, this guy's a really good player. He could be a starter. At least that was my initial thoughts. And here we are. What, 15 games into the season, Rob? Yeah. And this guy is showing us why he should be a full-time starter. He's what, we, he's what we've been wanting for the longest time in the infield. He doesn't strike out a ton. Yeah, he's going to get his strikeouts, but he doesn't strike out a ton. He puts the barrel on the ball. He's not going to wow you with a billion home runs, get you a double, lots of singles. Could be better with runners in scoring position. You know, I'll say that about everybody on this team. Fully healthy. First base Walsh. Second base Urshela. Shortstop Neto. Third base Rendon. Oh, Hoppy behind the digs or behind the plate. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how much Geo's needs to show to maybe show this coaching staff like hey man like I'm the guy you need to be relying on you know you could put Drewy behind me you know I'm the guy you should have signed for two years I mean I am completely sold on Geo he is a gamer I thought that when he was I thought that coming in you know when we signed him I think that now 15 games into the season and I just I just don't know how anybody else wouldn't want this guy starting credit to Halo fam I believe we had a little I think we had, I did a poll on this and the majority of them said, yeah, this, this guy should probably be starting for us right now. And can you imagine when this guy gets hot? I mean, he's not even hot yet, dude. Can you imagine when he gets hot? He could be one of our most exciting players. Mm-hmm. Or if he had more protection in the bottom half of the lineup, too. Get him a yeah. big hitter behind him. You get a hot Ohapi to go along with a hot Gio Rochella. Depending on where Neto's going to be in the lineup, maybe he, maybe he starts putting things together. I don't I don't think he's the full time leadoff guy. I think that's going to stay with Ward. Yeah, no, Todd hit so, on that. Ward Ward's the guy. Ward's yeah, the guy. so I mean, Rob, could you imagine Urshela, Ohapi, Neto all getting hot down there at the bottom of the lineup, dude? We all won't be losing many games if that happens. I promise you that. No, it's just straight up and down six o'clock. 
He should be starting full freaking time. I, I agree. And the Angel staff is, uh, I don't know if they're, Perry didn't miss this at all. This is, he hit out of the park on this one. And hopefully Absolutely. the coaching staff gives him a shot. I mean, this is his second time around with Nevin, I believe, right? He was in New York with Nevin at some point in time? Yep, I think so, yep. Last year he was in Minnesota, right? And mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he was with Nevin at some point in time. So Nevin's very familiar with him. And this guy didn't get a fair shake in Cleveland. He didn't get a fair shake in Toronto. Played, I think, half a season, if not less, in those. Yeah. And then went to New York and did pretty well. I mean, 315, I believe, 290. Then had a bit, little off year. But that year he had offered 260 a year. He wasn't playing every day. New York lost faith in him for some odd reason. And we struck gold, man. Minnesota didn't want to resign him. And I think he's the guy. And like you said, he's the guy that you should have signed long term. He's the guy that you need. He's a bulldog man out there. I mean, even in the field, you see him punk jury for that ball in first base. Yep. The other day. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's like, I want that on my team. I want right. the guy who's hungry. Let me make the play because I want to win. I'm going to go get it. He's not complacent at all. Absolutely, man. He's, he's not going to be a, Household stars that a name like a Mike Trout or Otani, but he's the kind of complimentary piece that you put around those kind of stars, man. I mean, that Gio Urshela is hands down the prototypical son of a bitch we've been talking about getting on this team the last couple of years to build around Otani and Trout. That's the kind of players we need around these guys. Yeah, it absolutely is, man. And he's it's just unfortunate that he's on the, the uh, back nine of his career at 31, yeah. 32, something like that, yeah. right? It's just unfortunate, and I think he's good, man. I think he should be a starter every single day, and we got to find a way to fit him in here. And I, yeah. shortstop might be it, right? Looks like, to be honest, because if or Neto has shortstop as now, um, shortstop second base, we need something yeah. because when Walsh comes back, we got to figure something out. We have a lot to figure out. Walsh is going to throw a wrench in a lot of things, and uh, question is going to be is uh, who's better, Jury or Geo? And yeah, is that really a hard question to ask right now? Yeah, I think right now we're finding out the answer to that. And, and if that's the case, if this is the player we're going to get, then I, at 31, I wouldn't mind a three-year deal. No, Pay the man. All. If this is how he's going to be, pay the man. You know, give him some stability over the next couple of years. And let's let's, let's try to make a run, man. Let's try to make a freaking run. Yeah. Solid numbers, man. Speaks for himself. Absolutely. Uh, but with that, Rob, the rest of this segment is all yours, brother. Have at it. Well, I just want to hit on the Angels' past mistakes. And when I'm talking about past mistakes, I'm talking about the draft. Let's go back through all those years in those drafts from Mike Trout on. And you look at who we drafted. And granted, we drafted – I don't know if many people know this. We drafted an outfielder, the pick before Mike Trout, who's no longer on the team. Mm-hmm. Randall Gertruck. He's on – should be on St. Louis now? Or he's, he was with Toronto for a while. I believe he's on St. Louis now. I want to say. But anyways, we drafted him before Mike Trout. You look at those uh, years after the draft, and we're talking about after getting Mike Trout, you have a guy named Caleb Cowart, no longer with the organization. Mm-hmm. C.J. Crone, no longer with the organization. Granted, these both guys were position players. And then you go in and you finally get some pitchers. We got Alvarez, RJ Alvarez gone. Hunter Green, career ender uh, for injury. Sean Newcomb oh, traded away. There's a name, Hunter Green, man. Oh man, I remember that. 
Sean Newcomb in 14 traded away. Then yep. one of the few guys we still have, Taylor Ward, Fresno State, catcher. And then in someone's infamous window, wisdom, we went out and we drafted another freaking catcher with the number 16th pick overall in the 16th draft. And we got our boy, Matt Dice. Yep. Everybody's boy. That's our favorite. Angel of the century. Then yes. you go back to back years for outfielders, man. You get Joe Adele. And granted, Joe Adele has not lived up to the hype currently. Absolutely. Yep. He was, if we weren't taking him, there was a team within five picks taking him. So don't hate on the Angel staff. This guy hasn't lived up to it yet. I think we screwed him a little bit, brought him up too early to give him a role on this team and everything. And it kind of it hurt him. He had a lot of transitions, coaching changes, general manager changes, philosophy changes in the end. So you get him, then you get Jordan Adams. Right after that, then you get Will Wilson, the shortstop from NC State. I was kind of high on this guy, but then he got traded away to make room for freaking Rendon's contract and to help eat Zach Kozert's contract, mm-hmm. who has now become reincarnated as Brandon Drury. But anyways, <laughs> um, so you look at all these guys, and then 2020 you get Reed Detmers, right? And we start turning the table, and we start getting these guys that we need. Mm-hmm. So we look at all of our past mistakes, and everyone, we want to win now. We want to win now. We only have so much money now to pour out. Artie said he's only going to put so much. But what are these other teams who are winning now have? They have a minor league system. So all these past mistakes are coming back to haunt us now, finally. And all these fans who say, we got to win now for Otani. Everyone's going to say, oh, we got to win now for Otani. No, there were so many past mistakes by Artie Moreno and what he actually wants as an owner. It's affecting us now today. So what are we willing to do to win? That's the question we have, right? As angels, angel fans, what are we willing to do to win? Don't mm-hmm. say, oh, we'll make a trade before the trade deadline and all this stuff. No, that is too late. That is July, end of July and August. In yep. August, there is teams established who are going to the playoffs and teams in the race for it. And we are usually out by that time. So if we're making a move, you make the freaking move now. You don't wait until freaking August comes around because I tell you what, guys, it's too late. If we right. wait till then to make a move to help this team, it's too late. It's gone. You're going to lose these games to Boston. Uh, you're going to lose all these series, four-game series, three to one. Let's say we're going to win tomorrow. Otani's going to come out, shove it right up Boston Marathon and everything. Granted, <laughs> respects to the Boston Day, Patriot Day and everything that happened over 10 years ago. Or happened 10 years ago and everything. But I just think we, we need to make that change now. And what are we willing to do to win? Because currently, yeah. I keep saying we were one arm away. <laughs> we're two. We're two arms away. One arm with Suarez. I was done with him. Tyler Anderson. I'm done with him. I hope you prove me wrong, and I will gladly eat crow Tyler Anderson. He's a freaking fraud. He's a freaking fraud. If we're willing to keep Shohei Otani, we will get rid of Tyler Anderson out of the rotation for now. He needs to fix whatever he has going on and then come out of the bullpen, long reliever, or even relief pitcher itself, and show that he can go ahead and compete. As of right now, he's not competing. Right? He's given up a lot of walks. He got bailed. This yeah. Boston game, when he pitched, we got so freaking lucky that this strike zone was so enormous because there's a lot of times, three, two counts. But oh, fuck, they called that strike three. That was, a, dude, at least a baseball out of the zone. At yeah. least. Mm-hmm. So, granted, the umpires are bad, but they're consistently bad. Are they a little bit worse with Neto? Yeah, they're really worse with Neto. That strike zone so big. But anyways, with him, with Anderson not producing, how long is the leash? How many bad starts can we give him? 
we're giving Suarez all these bad starts. How long? Why? Why is he still in the rotation? Is really a left-handed pitcher going to go against the power right-handed hitting team going to dominate? I hope so. But is it realistic? Nope. Yeah. We got to look at this stuff. And what are we willing to do to keep Shohei Otani on this team? Because we're showing nothing. We're not giving him complimentary pieces in it, too. And granted, he's not doing great right now as a hitter. But as a pitcher, Cy Young has it right now all day. And he wants it. He said he's going to work on his pitching to win a Cy Young. Because he wants to win a Cy Young. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, granted, do I think Shohei can last this long doing both things? He's kind of slowing down. It's either one or the other. Can't do both always, right? And we knew that going in. As you get older, it gets harder. That's why right. it's never really been done before. Because longevity-wise, it's not gonna not gonna last. Well, it's taxing as hell. It is, and then it's on him. You, you already have Artie Moreno saying, "Hey, Shohei, I'm not gonna sign you for 500 million. I can't afford it." Why are you openly saying that now? Because then this guy already has a wandering eye, right? Mm-hmm. But. That's besides the point. What are we going to do to keep them? We're going to show them we're going to win. If we were making a trade, make it now. We need it now. Get us in position, like I said. But what do we need? Arms. We need to figure out, are these guys good? What do pitchers usually get? 27 starts in a year? About? Give or take, yeah. And with a six-man rotation, what do they usually get? They can get 18 to 20, Mm -hmm. depending what Otani does. So let's say I'm going to go 18 starts or 20 starts. Let's say, sorry, I'll go 20. Tyler Anderson, this is your fourth start coming up on your 20. What are you doing? Are you a gamer? Are you in or are you out? Because we got to make a decision here quick on what we're going to do with this team and this franchise. Are you going to be a guy who go out there and eat innings, eat innings and pitch well? He's not even doing that. You're not even giving us competitive, like a Barry Zito type when during those runs for the Giants. Was Barry Zito electric for the Giants? No, but he kept it within three or, run, three or four runs. Granted, they had the offense to power them up and get them up and over that point but he ate innings he went out and pitched seven strong innings and kept them somewhat in the game if you're not going to win and dominate games like that anderson like you did last year for the dodgers which we all knew we were not going to get keep us in the game keep us within striking distance don't give up these five run leads because i mean i'm a firm believer i talk about it all the time in baseball if you score five more runs as a major league baseball team you should win that baseball game i don't care who's on the other side you should have the pitching to keep it below that. But that's just my thoughts on this. And just overall, Perry, with that Fletcher drop, is showing, I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't care what you've done for us in the past. I'm looking at the here and the now today. What are you doing for us now? Yeah, absolutely. And what can you contribute to this team now? And if you're not going to do it, I have no problem sending you down with your $6 million contract a year to AAA to refine yourself. And hopefully you find yourself down there and come back. We got to start doing the same here, too, to Suarez and Anderson. Granted, we're not going to drop Anderson to AAA, but putting him to the bullpen will send a message. Skip a start will send a message. We got to do something because you can't just let this guy go out there throwing 80, 87 to 90 miles per hour and his breaking stuff is only complimentary on you hitting spots on fastballs. But the question is now, it's, it's Artie Moreno now. What do you want to do to win? You're giving Perry a leash. And he strips that leash out all the way. We need something. The time to do it is now. Can't wait. A lot of teams aren't eager to trade because it's still early, but we got to make something happen. No, yeah, I agree, Rob. Everything you said is spot on, dude. I mean, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. I mean, just that's why we got you on here, brother. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not even lying, dude. I mean, the stuff you pull out every week, man, I mean, it's knowledgeable. Yeah, dude, 100%. 100%. I mean, it's just... I mean, if anybody I disagrees with that, you're wrong. Because Rob's always wrong. <laughs> hey, I'll eat crow. I'll gladly eat crow on stuff that I'm wrong on, man. But, I mean, at one point in time, I was throwing 87 mile per hour, too. And I'll tell you what, that ball gets out in a hurry. Oh, you yeah. get a good hitter up there. And we're seeing that with Anderson. And my career didn't last very long. In high school, I did I did pretty well. And then all of a sudden, I went to uh, community college and I pitched against a guy named Garrett Cooper. He went to El Camino. And I thought I could throw a fastball up and in. Got away with it. 87 miles per hour. Threw another one. I swear to God, that ball is probably still in orbit right now. <laughs> he crushed that thing in a summer league game. I've never seen a ball hit so far in my life. Wow. No, but you're absolutely right, man. Anderson got to get his head out of his ass. You know, it's like you said, we, we were never getting Dodgers Tyler Anderson. No. And granted, season's not over. You know, it's like said, going to be a four start or whatever. He's already had four starts. But, man, it's, it's, it's a sub three, you know, 15 games. Is that too much to ask? I mean, granted that you need run support. The dude's got to get it together. I mean, we, we put some money into you. Three years too, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, dude, like, whew, they fix that real quick because that's going to be one of those things. Like, Angel fans are going to harp all over that the next three years. This guy doesn't get it together. I mean, you won't hear the end of it. Yeah, I mean, you got together against Oakland, but that's not saying much. The last two games, two outings, I don't think you got out of the fifth inning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, real quick, uh, just want to touch on uh, one of the uh, Heady uh, community members, uh, Big Hammer, 20, man. Uh, great kid. I love his mm-hmm. takes. I love when he calls in and talks to Todd. I think Todd's great with him, man. The conversations they have is so cool. I mean, you can tell the relationship him and Todd have. And yeah, just Hammer's not right, man. Kid. Yeah, yeah. What he what he has to go through now is he's a young guy, man. I I see in the comments too when he calls him, when people say he's a young kid, he means well, heart of gold, man. And I'm a fan, Hammer. If you listen to this, man, I'm a fan of yours. I love when you call in. Love to hear what's going on, man. What you're doing and everything. And uh, if you ever need anything, man, the Heaty community is pretty big, and there's always people here for you, man. Overall. Absolutely. You know, hammer 100%, you know, dude, you're cool. I, I, I mean, the kid's just having fun. That's all. He's being a kid. Yeah, you know, he's exactly. having fun. You know, you, you know, he's young. I think he's like 16, 17, might even be 18 years old. I mean, he's going to do what those kids do. And, you know, he's just, he's not afraid to be himself. Unlike, you know, some of you probably are, you know, that's just his personality. He's, 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 He's loud and proud, large and in charge, man. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just you can't fault somebody for being happy all the damn time. I mean, he's like, but he's a good kid, man. You know, and that exactly, like I said, exactly what he is. He's a good kid, and Angel fans were a family at the end of the day, man. It's just this is how we, just how we do things. So Rob's one hundred percent right, brother. Yeah, real quick too on this. If you, I look at the stats for Tyler Anderson, so you look mm-hmm. at him in twenty twenty two, right? Amazing year at the Dodgers. Had great command overall. Um, Based on balls and everything was low. He had 34 walks in 28 starts and everything. And then you look at the year before, he had 13 starts with uh, Seattle, had 13 walks and everything. Not not great, not bad, not great. This year he has eight eight walks in three starts. Wow. I mean, he's lost command. Yeah. Lost a complete command on this. And it's at the rate he's going, it's pretty freaking bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got the guy locked up for three years. I mean, it's again early in the season, and maybe he can turn it around. But I mean, he didn't look good in spring training, though. Picks. I wasn't impressed. Yeah, I was not impressed in spring training. I was like, oh, that's a desert, right? Guys are hitting him hard. It's hot out there. Air stand, right? Balls flying. Like, Fuck, man, I'm in Boston, and then here, and like, dude, is this dude for real? Is this really happening? Is Scott Cashmere for us again? Oh, does not look for the Dodgers? Not this, dude. It's it. Everyone comes here to freaking die. It seems like, right? I know that feeling all too well with all my sports. Put in a freaking blue uniform. They're fucking great. Albert Pujols, piece <laughs> of crap that he was. Oh, I fell in love with the game again when I went to go play with the Dodgers. Seriously, we yeah, you know, ride and die with you all these years, and you pull that BS on us in the end and say that about this franchise. Who kind of? Yeah. Who wanted you? Who celebrated you every step of the freaking way? Was it not fun hitting 500 home runs, asshole? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's just us, man, or our training regimen and everything going on, but Rendon called it out last year, right? Saying it's some of the worst he's ever seen. Oh, wow. yeah. Is this really happening again? I feel like it is. But then Gio comes out and does well. So it's like, yeah. what is it? Yep. But, yeah, absolutely, Rob. You're 100% right. But hey, dude, great show today, man. Awesome, awesome takes, man. I think this is probably one of our better shows. This is our fifth episode. And we thank everybody for, you know, tuning in on YouTube and checking us out on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Pod, uh, Podbean, you know. Again, make sure you guys, you know, when you're checking us out on those uh, podcast formats, give us a five-star, leave us a comment. Again, when you're checking us out on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell notification so you can be notified every time we go live or drop a piece of content. Again, check out our sponsors, 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets, some of the best customer service, no hidden fees, what you see on the on the screen is what you're going to pay at checkout. Again, use that promo code HITI to get 10% off the current purchase, 5% off the later purchase, and to get entered in that drawing. We've all seen the jerseys we got over here at Heaty, right, Rob? I mean, those things are pretty sick. Oh, those things are amazing. Absolutely. So, hey, I'm Randy. And I'm Rob. And this is the Heaty Weekly Wrap-Up. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.